Each day I'll do a golden deed by helping those who are in need. My life on earth is but a span, and so I'll do the best I can. Life's evening sun is sinking low a few more days and i must go to meet the deeds that i have done where there will be no setting sun to be a child of God each day, my light must shine along the way. I'll sing His praise while ages roll and strive to help some troubled soul. Life's evening sun is sinking low a few more days, and I must go to meet the deeds that I have done, where there evening sun is sinking low a few more days and I must go to meet the deeds that I have done where there will be no setting sun while going down life's weary road, I'll try to lift some traveler's load. I'll try to turn the night to day, make flowers bloom along the evening sun is sinking low a few more days and I must go to meet the deeds that I have done where there will be 
The reading will be from Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, from the King James Version. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, that your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Before the opening prayer... Uh, we'll sing on page uh, 538. Beyond this land of parting, losing and leaving, far beyond the losses, darkening this, and far beyond the taking and the bereaving, lies the summer land of bliss, land beyond so fair and bright, land beyond where is no night, summer land, God is its light, oh happy summer land of bliss, beyond this land of toiling, so Far beyond the shadows darkening this, and far beyond the sighing, moaning and weeping, lies the summer land of bliss, land beyond so fair and bright, land beyond where is no night, summer summer land of bliss beyond this land of waiting seeking and sighing far beyond the sorrows darkening this and far beyond the pain and sickness and dying lies the summer land of bliss land beyond so fair and Land beyond where is no night, summer land, God is its light. Oh, happy summer land of bliss. Let's bow together. God, our Lord, our Savior, we are so blessed, Lord, to be able to come before you. Uh, we're so thankful, Father, that we can um, acknowledge you, Father, acknowledge your majesty, acknowledge your power. Father, we are so blessed uh, in so many ways, Father, in this life. Uh, we're so thankful, Father, that you uh, pour those blessings out constantly for us. And we pray, Lord, that you help us to, to open our eyes to those blessings, uh, to realize, Father, those gifts that, uh, that we get from you. All those things, Father, that we constantly take for granted. Lord, we pray that you'll help us as uh, your people, Father, uh, to be your light, Father, on this earth. 
uh, that, Father, when people see us, that they uh, can see your son, can see, Father, what all he has done for us, is doing for us, uh, and, Father, what you will do for us. Lord, we pray that you'll help us to, to focus our minds this evening, uh, to focus, Father, on your word, uh, to realize, Father, the, uh, the knowledge that you have laid before us. We pray, Lord, that you'll help us as we build that knowledge, Father, that you'll help us to be able to, to understand, Father, your word, to be able to understand, Father, the, the path that you have laid before us, uh, to realize, Father, how uh, we should go, how, Father, we uh, need to spread your word. Father, we're thankful for uh, this country. We're thankful, Father, for uh, the safety that you provide for us, uh, the ability, Father, to uh, assemble together, Father, as your people. We pray, Lord, that that will um, always be the case, Father, but we know that uh, no matter the circumstances, Lord, your, your will will be done. Uh, your word will always live. Uh, Father, we pray that uh, you'll help us as a congregation, Father, uh, to be able to support one another, uh, to realize, Father, that we um, go through hardships, Father, that we uh, can lean on one another for support. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you help us to uh, be willing to ask each other, Father, when we need help. Uh, to realize that we're a family uh, and that we love each other. Uh, again, Father, we just cannot thank you enough for um, how you work in our lives, um, how many areas, Father, we don't even uh, realize that you're there. We pray that you'll open our eyes, Father, uh, to all those acts, to all uh, the ways that we can see Jesus. We're so thankful for your plan, thankful for you sending him and him willing to die on that cross for us. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. The invitation to this song will be, this evening will be on uh, page 91. 91. For the lesson, if you'll stand as we sing page 36. Since the love of God has shed priceless blessings on my head, I have made it my own. I will hide it in my heart that it never may depart. It shall rule there alone. The love of God within the heart, with kindliness and warmth impart, the soul will go. mercy if the heart is made his dwelling place the love of God grows like a flame through endless years it is the same the love of God will never fail nor lose his glory till we see him face to face since the Son of God came down with his love our lives to crown, he has made us would remain. Greater love there could not be, Jesus died for you and me. In our hearts he would reign. The love of 
If the heart is made his dwelling place, the love of God grows like a flame. Through endless years it is the same. The love of God will never fail to lose its glory till we see him face to face. While his love burns true and bright, we Keep some soul from its God. The love of God within the heart, with kindliness and warmth in heart. The soul glow at Jesus in his tender mercy. If the heart is made his dwelling place, the love of God. like to invite everybody tonight to open your Bibles to 2 Peter. Make sure I give you the right reference. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, we'll be there in just a moment. 1 Peter chapter 2. We're talking about on Sunday nights the idea of a, a rock. Jesus, my rock, Psalm 62. And I've enjoyed bringing this lesson series on rocks. It's kind of amazing all the different references in the Bible to the rock, uh, meaning Jesus himself and God's presence. Uh, we started off talking about in Psalm 62, David writing, He alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. That's in verse 7. And then over in 2 Samuel 22, 4, and the Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and may God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted. So we have several references to the rock. In our last lesson, uh, we saw <coughs> Daniel chapter 2 and verse 31 through 45, where we see Daniel interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And so uh, we see this diagram uh, on on slide six of one giant stone that comes down and crushes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and, and Daniel has to give this interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And, and we see that this, this statue, and it's a, a story most of us are, are familiar with, uh, Babylon and the Medo-Persian Medo Empire, and then Greece, and then the Roman Empire, and then at the very bottom, the base, is all the different empires, which would be today's society of world powers. 
And then in uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, a rock comes down and crushes these. This is a rock not hewn with human hands, not cut out with human hands. But this rock, as we studied, represents an eternal kingdom, God himself. And this rock will crush all kingdoms. So I mentioned here that in conclusion, uh, the stone was an eternal kingdom. It would crush all earthly kingdoms that are man-made. That's even true today because when Jesus returns, the trumpet sounds. We know that the earth will be destroyed by fire. The Bible tells us that in the New Testament. All the elements will burn up. Jesus will come in a vengeful mode. He will come to destroy those powers, uh, those kingdoms that are basically Satan or satanic kingdoms. And anyone who is looking for the Lord, longing for his return, that's waiting, uh, he will claim and take up into the skies, and there will be the great judgment scene. So it's an exciting time for some, a few, a terrifying time for others when the, the stone comes back, when he's going to crush all man-made kingdoms. So I hope you enjoyed that lesson. Uh, it's just fascinating when you focus on rocks and the stones and, and God. Tonight, we are continuing this theme of rocks, and tonight will be Jesus the rock of offense. And I don't know if you've ever really thought about what does that mean, a rock of offense, a rock of offense. Now, some of you I know have been trained as engineers, uh, maybe trained architecturally, and you're probably aware of the idea of a cornerstone. A cornerstone, according to my understanding, very limited understanding of architecture, is placed in a prominent place and it's uh, given significance and importance, usually labeled when the building was built. It's laid with great pomp and fanfare, and, and the cornerstone will represent basically that building and its foundation. And so the cornerstone is an important part of building something. Jesus basically saying that uh, I am the chief cornerstone of God's kingdom. And when I was sent, I was placed there so people could put their faith in me to stand on me. But this chief cornerstone, which is part of God's kingdom, is also a rock of offense. And so I want to tonight sort of compare and contrast why would some people be so offended at Jesus and others stand on him as the chief cornerstone of their foundation. So Psalm 118, verse 21 I've got it here on the screen. You can read along with me. The psalmist writes this. I thank, that you, I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. So this person obviously writing, trust in God. They see God as one who saves them. Verse 22. Now listen how he describes this Savior. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, that's a prophecy we'll look at in just a moment. <clears throat> this is the Lord's doing, verse 23. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the Lord's doing. So it's been God's plan from, from beginning of mankind that he would send his son to establish this eternal kingdom. The whole, if you think about the Bible from the very beginning, we, we start to see messianic prophecies and illusions that, that there would be a son that would be sent, one that would be crucified, that would die on a cross. And so throughout the entire Old Testament and beginning into the New Testament, we see this direct um, revealing of Jesus and that he was the centerpiece of God's plan of salvation. He's that 
chief cornerstone. So now what I want to do is I want to turn to 1 Peter 2, 1 through 11. But before I do that, I just got to sing a song about rocks. I just got to, you know. And, and this is a song near and dear to my heart. Let's turn to page 430. We've been doing uh, most of the night, Dale, songs that had a bass lead. That was interesting. This one does too. So it's keeping with your song theme. How many of y'all remember this song when you were growing up? Hide me, O thou rock of ages. I'll be singing a solo tonight. So uh, I imagine some of y'all, oh, Gentry and, okay, great. All right. Y'all have heard this song. You know it. But I will ask uh, Howard and other basses. I think, Noah, you're a bass. And Dale, are you a bass? Whatever. Okay. Anyway, basses need to help me out here because we do have a bass lead. But I'm going to attempt to sing all three stanzas. And I just, I just want us, as we sing this song, to think about this chief cornerstone that God made and that we can stand on him. It is an eternal kingdom. No kingdom of man will prevail against the chief cornerstone. And so we can stand on him. He is firm. He is a sure foundation, and he will hide us, even in difficult times, even in persecution. And we're going to talk about, in the last part of the lesson, some not-so-good news. And that is, if you stand on the rock, if you stand on this chief cornerstone, the world is going to hate you. Sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It shouldn't be a surprise to any Christian that if you love the Lord, the world will hate you. They rejected Jesus. They hated Jesus. They persecuted and crucified the only perfect man. Therefore, we too, as his disciples, will be persecuted. So let me get the pitch here. I read it as a D. Mm, kind of a high pitch, but it's got a bass lead. So here we go. Mm. Oh, thou blessed rock of ages. Trusting now, dear Lord, in Thee, keep me till my journey's ended, till Thy blessed face I see. Hide me, O blessed rock of ages, till Thy blessed face I see. When the storm around me rages, rock of ages, hide thou me. Keep me when the storm clouds gather, till the sun comes shining through. Keep me till my work is over. Till I bid this world adieu, hold me, O blessed rock of ages, to thy blessed face I see. When the storm around me rages, rock of ages, hide thou me. When my journey is completed and there's no more work to do, Savior, guide my weary spirit, happy land beyond the blue, 
Hide me, O blessed rock of ages, to thy blessed face I see. When the storm around me rages, rock of ages, hide thou me. Thank y'all for singing that song with me. That's been in my head all afternoon. I love it. Brings back a lot of memories. Hide me, oh, thou rock of ages. All right. Now we're turning to 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. That's going to be our main text tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 through 11. Let's go ahead and read 1 through 11, then we'll go back and we'll kind of dissect this, do a little bit of an expository lesson tonight. Here Peter writes to the church and he reminds them that they are living stones and a holy people. Now I want you, what I want you to do in this very first part of the reading is to, to see what Peter is challenging the church to put away from themselves. In other words, how do you become distinctive as God's people? All right. So put away, Peter says, all malice, all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now listen to verse 4. This is interesting. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, for it stands in Scripture. And now we see the quote from the Old Testament. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe. Ah, but here we see a change now. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you... Now he's talking to the church. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Well, that's our text for tonight. So let's quickly go through and see what we can 
kind of dig through and, and get from this particular passage. So God's children are commanded by Peter to, to think and act differently. See, you're here tonight because you choose to be here. Well, maybe with the exception of little ones who are brought by their parents and don't have a choice. But you as adults who got in the car and made a decision to drive and come, I say thank you for coming and receiving a, a, a lesson from God's Word. And I pray that when I bring this lesson to you, it will press upon your minds our duty, our responsibility to be different in the world. But I have a warning, being different draws fire. Being different means that we will be um, persecuted. So here's how we act differently from the world. We see that we put away malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. In other words, what he's saying is out in the world, this is how the world acts. This is how it conducts themselves with each other. There's hatred. There's revenge. There's malice. There's people who want to drag somebody's name through the mud, right? But you're not like that. You put away all those things. And he says, you're like little innocent infants. You're newborns. And you long for spiritual milk. You're growing up in your salvation because you know the Lord is good. And then in verse 4, he says that you've come to him, a living stone rejected by men. So this idea is that this stone that the world rejects, they reject Jesus, what he represents, his message. Uh, think of the religious leaders in Jesus' day. They were the experts in the law. They knew the law of Moses perhaps better than anyone else. Yet when Jesus came, he was not what they envisioned. He threatened them. He even spoke out against them in criticism against their religious practices that violated the spirit of the law. Therefore, they decided we're going to eliminate this man. We're going to kill him. They themselves rejected the chief cornerstone. And so Peter reminds us Christians, those who believe in Jesus, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. You're standing on the stone. You're becoming stones. You're becoming a royal priesthood. The church of Jesus Christ is an eternal kingdom of which you are members. You stand on the rock that will never fall. It's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful idea if you can get this picture in your mind. And so uh, we are that holy priesthood. We offer, offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Uh, and then he, he mentions that I'm standing, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So look at verse 7, and now we get down to sort of the meat of this passage, where Peter is saying, I want to contrast you to the world. I want to show the benefits of belief and the downfalls of unbelief. Look at verse 7. So, writing to the church, to Christians, Peter says, The honor is for you who believe. However, he says, for those who do not believe, for those who are jaded, calloused, unfaithful, and even ridicule God and Christians. He says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock 
of offense. Now he goes into more detail, and he says, let's talk about their disobedience. Let's talk about why they're offended at Jesus Christ. They stumble because they disobey the word. Now this goes way back into the Old Testament. This would have gone way back into the, the times of, of the wilderness wanderings. Remember, they were stiff-necked, hard-hearted, disobedient, grumbling, complaining against God, complaining against Moses. They disobeyed the word. They were destined to do this. He says, but you, contrasting and comparing, but you, church, are chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Then he goes on to say that you have accepted Jesus Christ, and you are that cho chosen race. You have now accepted Jesus Christ, who to the world is a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. You'd have to have your head stuck in the sand. You'd have to be in a coma not to see what's happening around us, right? Media, news outlets, government organizations are targeting Christians and trying to silence them as we speak. We are now becoming targets. Conservatives are targeted by organizations because they do not like our message. He says, so why have you stood on the rock? Why have you believed in Jesus Christ? He says in verse 9, about halfway through, that you, Christians, may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. One time you were outside of Christ, but now you're part of Christ's family. You're God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so let's drop on down to verse 11. And here I have a slide that says, Peter concludes in verse 11 through 12 that we are different. I have some news for the church. We cannot be chameleons who blend into the world, but do not take a stand for Jesus Christ. You must take a stand. Well, Brother Tom, if I do that, I'll draw fire. That's right, you will. Now, I'm not saying you have to stand up on your desk during lunch break and shout scriptures, right? You don't have to, you don't have to do weird things or, or act in a bizarre way that make you labeled as the Jesus freak. You just don't. But there are ways that we can be a light that is shining in the darkness. Amen? Let's look at some of those ways, all right? When you have people at work that mistreat you, be kind to them. When they curse at you and slam their door, be gentle in your spirit. When people try to do things that are unethical, approach them and say, this is not God's way. This is not who we are. I won't participate in this. Be different. Be different in the way you speak. Be different in the way you treat people. When people are unkind to you, be kind to them in return. These are not easy things to do. And it's, it's only through God's indwelling spirit that we can be transformed into his image because we now stand on the rock, not in the world. Amen? And, and I say these things, but yet day after day in our churches throughout the nation, 
We have people who want to be successful in the world, but also Christians. They want the benefits of worldly success and to, and to be loved by the world and be followers of Jesus Christ. It doesn't work that way. We must choose. Now, God has incredibly blessed some men who put their trust and hope in him with financial success. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying you can't have one fence in the world and one fence in the church and try to act like both and be a successful Christian. You must choose who you will follow. Doesn't Jesus talk about serving God and mammon? It doesn't work. You can't do both. And so we are challenged to stand on the rock. We must act like Christians. We must speak like Christians, think like Christians, love like Christians. And I was so... Um, overjoyed yesterday when when we had a team go out and serve and minister and it impacted people in the community people that aren't members of this congregation noticed what we were doing that's how you let your light shine that's how you're different you love you serve and you minister however this is the bad news part of the lesson as we stand on that rock as we cling to Jesus Christ and his eternal kingdom I want you to be prepared be prepared church because there will be rejection there will be pushback there will be persecution and mocking and you will be singled out sometimes because of your faith now i know that's kind of discouraging and it's depressing but that's the price we pay for following jesus christ what is our reward what's in it for me why should i do this why should i draw all kinds of fire from the world by being a christian why would i want to do that well, the only thing I can tell you to do is maybe let's go to Scripture and let the Bible answer this question. Why go through all this suffering and hardship? One of my favorite passages is the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. In Matthew 5, Jesus answers this. And in Matthew 5, verse 10, let's read that together. Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, this is really saying that when you draw fire from the world, when you are persecuted, when you are singled out, when, when people make fun of you for being a believer, that proves that you belong to God's kingdom. That proves that you're standing on the rock that will never be shaken, that will never fall, that will never disappear. It is eternal. You are children of the kingdom. And it says, of heaven. You see, that kingdom continues. You're here in the church in God's earthly spiritual kingdom. And that kingdom continues beyond judgment into heaven for an eternity. If we could just remind ourselves the suffering, the difficulty, the persecution is only temporary. But the joy that I reap by being with other like-minded Christians and that when we can sing together and pray together and learn God's word together and encourage one another, we'll do that as we continue in his kingdom forever. And so he says in verse 11, oh, when you're persecuted, blessed, blessed are you when others revile you. Now, revile basically means to beat somebody with their words. When hateful speech is directed your way and you feel beaten up, that's when you're reviled. doesn't mean you're hit with a physical stick or rock, but boy, the words hurt, right? 
Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, whoever wrote that? No. Mm -mm. Words can cut deeply. Words can hurt. And so let us be careful what we say in anger. We can definitely be hurt when rejected, sometimes by our own family members. Didn't Jesus say that I've come basically to create division in families? A father against a son, a daughter against a mother. That there will be division in our own physical families over belief in Jesus Christ. And it causes us to make a difficult choice. I choose to stand with God. I choose to stand with God and I'll be blessed, he says, verse 11. Blessed are you when others revile you, when they persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. He goes on to say in the next slide, now this is the good news, rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice when you're persecuted. Rejoice when people slander your name, when they make up lies about you, falsehood. I think about the time when the apostles were out teaching and preaching and they were arrested and beaten, commanded not to speak that name anymore. Do not speak the name of Jesus. You know what they did? They went back and prayed and they thanked the Lord for being persecuted, proving that they were in fact children of God, chosen by God to be apostles, mouthpieces for his salvation. Rejoice, be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Let me just encourage you, think about your life and the impact you're making. Stand on the rock, and no matter what people do to you, I don't know about you, I've not had blood drawn from my body yet. <laughs> I've not spent a night in jail. Now, I've been, I've been ridiculed. I've been mocked. I've had doors slammed in my face when I bring the good news of Jesus. But I'm honored to do that, and I hope that you will as well. I hope that you will gladly serve and remember these words from Jesus, that we have an eternal kingdom waiting for us that is more grand, more wonderful than we can even imagine. So persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus said, I was persecuted, you, my disciples, will also be persecuted. A student is not greater than his teacher. And so I just hope that you'll be encouraged, that you'll think about your impact, and remember that you are standing on the rock that is eternal, the same rock that will crush all man-made nations. Let's bow and pray together, and then we'll offer our invitation. Father, we come to you and we ask that you'll help us remember that it is an honor to stand on the rock, on the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, we know, Father, by virtue of being God's people, this is a rock of offense, that we will be insulting to people. People will be angry at us and hate us and malign us, tell lies about us. They will single us out. Maybe, maybe even soon, Father, there will be people taken to, to jail and in prison for violating uh, certain laws, hate speech laws. But Father, we're going to continue to preach the truth and preach it in love. We're going to speak the word unashamedly. And if we're persecuted, so be it, Father, because we know that we are your children, living stones built up into a royal priesthood, that we, Father, are part of an eternal kingdom, your church, which is spiritual and eternal. And we will continue to glorify you and praise and sing to you even in heaven, Father where all of our worries and troubles and trials will be over. 
Father, thank you for the privilege of being your children and help us never to shy back, to be afraid or fearful because we are on the rock. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. The invitation is yours tonight. I hope this lesson has maybe touched a heart. Maybe you've been ashamed to talk about Jesus, but he's never been ashamed to die for you. The invitation's yours, and if you need to come tonight, we invite you. Let's stand and sing. God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my Savior live because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know he holds a Taking of the Lord's Supper is prepared for you in the back in room one. You may exit at this time as uh, before our closing prayer we sing page one, Our God He is Alive. There is beyond the azure blue a God can still from human sight. He entered skies with heavenly Oh, no. 
was a long, long time ago. A God whose voice the prophets heard. He is the God that we should know, who speaks from his inspired word. There is a God, he is alive, in him we live and we survive. From dust our God created man, he is our God, the great I am. Our God, whose son upon a tree, a life was willing there to give, that he sin might set man free and evermore with him could live there is a God he is alive in him we live and we survive from dust our God created man he is our Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we had to come together tonight as the band of thy children to sing these songs, to praise thy great and holy name, and hear another lesson from your word. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray that you will be with each, every, each and every one of us, that we'll take the things that we've heard here tonight and apply it to our lives. Dear Heavenly Father, that we can go out into the world and we can be... Uh, uh, a light for you that others may see you living in us and others may see that we are different dear Heavenly father that we need to be different from the world and not only are we different we just we tell them why we're different in every opportunity we have to uh, tell those the gospel that we come in contact with dear Heavenly father we just thank you so much that you sent your son jesus to this earth to live among men and die a cruel death on the cross that we can have a home in heaven thee someday if we're found faithful Heavenly Father, just please be with us and continue to watch over us and bless us and forgive us where we fail you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>